How is racism defeated? I couldn't believe how much we are struggling and how much we are falling into the same patterns and struggling with the same issues than generations before us. My name is Johan. I really believe in, in what we are doing and that psychology can do more. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Sky. My name is Sky. I'm Sikelebun Sokota, but I go by Sky. At home, they used to refer to me as the social worker. Oh, yeah. Because I've always been about um, people orientated, um, everything about, you know, let's understand yeah. each other. Let's um, come to a common understanding. Joining me and Johan is Hope. My name is Hope. I primarily identify with my name because I feel like it's the first prophecy of my life that I am the gift of hope to the world. And this materializes in many ways, including um psychology um and another way is through the NPO that i have which is for women it's called contagious classy divas network and another way is now through shades of humanity for me i'm i'm really excited to 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 have you in in this discussion you know before we started now i almost got a bit of a uh, reflection back to our, our lunch times and our, our breaks in between the uh, master's year. You know, I almost got into that same vibe. It is actually really good to hear your voice, eh? It is. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm just happy to hear everybody's voice also, you know, yeah. Thinking about the grass thing now, it feels like we're sitting on the grass and like having a, a session. I was thinking about it also, it's quite like when you're doing it, you can't, you don't even see the impact, but once you, mm-hmm. it stops and then you move out of it, you realize that was, that was like a great time. As difficult as it was, I made, I met amazing people and it was just a great time in my life, you know? Yeah. I remember in my internship year, when I would pass the grass there and not see people sitting and I'd be like, nah, that's not your spot. That's our spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. But to me, I think uh, mm-hmm. one of the reasons we thought of you, you know, I, I, hope, I hope said it well, um, is that you are very uh, culturally aware, you know, you, I think you know mm-hmm. a lot more about your own and South African culture than, you know, many of us, for example. But in the same voice, um, you, you know, it seems like there's no cultural barrier, barriers when you connect to your different types of friends. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, think we can learn from um, um, with you, and you know, obviously, there's a lot of you know, you've had your own wisdom and your own reflection, and, and I think that that will, um, you know, it's something that will inform our discussion, something that will be valuable for us. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, I, re- I really appreciate you guys for you to just think of me. I, I wouldn't say I'm culturally away, I guess I'm just being myself, and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. I think just to introduce you to everyone that that's uh, that's going to be listening. Uh, I hope you're good with introductions. Won't you? Won't you help out with that, please? Okay. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, today we have a guest on the show who we did our masters with. So we were in the same class. Um, the three of us. So the four of us basically were in the same class. Dumi was born and bred in the outskirts of Rustenburg, uh, a qualified social worker, 
a qualified counseling psychologist. She currently works as an employee's health and wellness practitioner psychologist um, within the Brits Hospital. Dumi is family oriented. She's an, she's, she describes herself, we don't know, as an all right, nice person. And she's quite a creative individual who likes to think out of the box. Growing up, Dumi was bullied um, in primary school and it never really made sense to her why she was bullied. So she promised herself that she'd teach people how to best treat her and how to best treat each other, which then birthed her worldview which is, treat me how you would want to be treated. If, if I'm not right, teach me. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome our friend and colleague, Dumi. Hey, Dumi. <laughs> hi, hi, hi. Thank you very much for having me. Yo, and, and what an introduction. I think mm -hmm. you can close the podcast now. I think that's enough for today. Yeah, time, yeah time let's go, time. let's go. <laughs> Done. Drop some mic. <laughs> Okay, thank so, you. Um, oh, did you you did tell her about our like our theme about um, you know, yes. our aims are. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. so I, I won't go into it too much, but it's basically it's, we have a conversation about racism in general, racism in South Africa, and mm -hmm. also how can it be defeated? How can it be um, reduced? Mm -hmm. So, what are your thoughts on racism? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's i don't it's it's still it's quite it's quite funny how especially in south africa after so many years and all that we've been through as soon as you talk about racism it just like makes you feel uncomfortable it makes a lot of people feel uncomfortable and stuff but in all honesty my thought on racism it's still there but yeah, us young people especially i would like to say as young woke educated um people we can yeah. come up with a way to end it and like because like my my number one thing is that but what does the color of my skin have to do with anything what does it have mm -hmm. to do with how you have to treat me mm -hmm. and it, like where does it get in the fact that you are um let's say you are white and black or you are yellow um white where how but at the end of the day, like not only, even if I wasn't educated, it doesn't mean that you must treat me like differently because of the way I look. It, it still baffles me how some people mm. still do that. And I think what gets to me most, especially when it comes to racism, is that unaware people are still like being mm. like treating others according to their race. And they, it's like they're unaware of it. Yeah. Like unconsciously, it's like, no, you know, they, they think, no, they're not. But uh. to the other person, it is like not be, being discriminated against, you know. So, yeah. So, mm, my so, thoughts uh, on racism. Oh, so no, I was just going to say, so you feel that uh, maybe um, what, 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 what makes it to continue um, is the fact that people are unaware of, uh, unaware of it. So they do it unconsciously, not knowing that this is what they do it. Exactly, because, you know, Skilelo, you, like, even if they're educators of the educators, they will think, mm. no, we are treating, no, but this person, we are treating them fine. But the, it's, sometimes mm. it's the subtle thing. It's the subtle thing. An example, mm. um, 
Johan coming into a, a thing, a circle with us, and then we know we are aware that Johan doesn't understand our language, but already, but we yeah. just look at him and then we start speaking and we start speaking our language, you know. Mm. And then I'm going and going in Guni language, which is Johan might understand other languages, but in Guni languages are a bit difficult. And then we just start speaking them, and then yeah, you know, it means like, can you not see me? I mm. you know, I'm thinking about it now. There's this beautiful greeting in the Guni language that says that says Saubona, and if mm. you translate it, it says I see you. And um, for me, that, that's, a, that's a beautiful thing because it's just to say to a person, I see the individual that you are. I see the type of person that you are. Not that I see your race, you know, or do I see your age, but I see you. I acknowledge your presence. So for me, you know, so yeah, we can, people, people do, people are sometimes racist and aware because I can wait, I can wait yeah. sometimes it gets, that doesn't it comes from a place of like ah but i'm treating this person right mm. yeah i appreciate how much uh, how much feeling you speak you know um and when you started it almost sounds like that that it's a, it's a frustration and a disbelief it sounds like to me that uh, you know why us our generation why is it still yeah. such yeah. A, a thing such a problem it's not like mm-hmm. it's it to be a Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Why is it so prevalent? Mm-hmm. Why does? Why, why do things spark it? You know, like um, that was something that I noticed with um, the the lockdown due to COVID. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of pressure on different people, and now suddenly racism picks up again. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's. I think that's some of the frustration that helped us actually start this this conversation and made us decide. But listen, we are people that can start doing something to it because otherwise, where, where will it head if, if we don't? Yeah, yeah I, you're absolutely right. Like, we are the people that can do something about it. And I, like, now thinking about it, I love how people in, like, our generation are so confident and tell each other how, and are teaching each other how to treat each other. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, yeah. 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 people from the generations before. I that's what I'm thinking because there's some confidence that comes with our generation that you know I don't know where it comes from, but also it's listen, like we said, some people are unaware, and now mm. the confidence that we have now we can say, but that's not I, I don't like it, and then we stand up for ourselves, and then we we teach. We teach the other person how to teach because now, because they are unaware, you know. Um, so now we're teaching them how to best treat us. And in the, in that way, we are also, you know, standing up for ourselves and it increases our confidence, but also teaching another person how to best treat, you know, you. Because I can bet maybe that is where it also comes from, the lack of confidence to say, but I, it's uncomfortable. I don't like it, but I'm afraid. Mm-mm. you know to yeah. tell you how to treat me now like with our mm. generation they yeah, they're on another level mm-hmm. um, it, it sounds more like um you're talking about more the black generation um uh, because uh you mentioned uh firstly here i would i would assume that um mostly it's it's black fear you know black fear versus white white people if you if you understand mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. so um, in a in a way, 
anyway, it sounds like um the I'll use the words that you used. You said woke. The more woke mm-hmm. black generation uh. is the one who is saying now. Um, we will not stand for this. This is how I want to be treated. This is what I want with myself. For me, like how it, in terms of everything, a few years ago, I think I was in first year of varsity. I read, it was the first time I read books and politics and stuff. And I read um, Steve Biko's, um, I'm not sure who I, just says again, but it speaks of black consciousness. Mm. And it talks about the, the color of my skin not, having an it like does not mean that i am inferior or make you yeah. you know be a better person like towards me or no the color of my skin is the color of my skin yes but i uh. also deserve the respect and i am conscious i i am aware that i'm different but it does not mean anything and when i read that i was like why then i that means not only amongst black people even not only amongst black and white, but also even amongst black people. Like I shouldn't be treated any other way except the way I want to be treated. You actually mentioned that not only between the black and the white, because then that's, Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask that, that do you think that racism is, it exists only between black um, and white people, but but you just answered that. No, it's like it exists even amongst black and black, and mm. I can vote, you know, so we can then start as soon as treat each other like the you're a human being. What you bring to what do you bring to the table at the end of the day? You know, mm. I shouldn't, shouldn't be valued by already. Imagine it's like they're marking me already, they're marking me down already because you are black because, and I'm yeah. black. I, yeah. Yeah. Already, you lose 50 now, and then why at the end mm. of the day you left with 50. It, you know, mm-hmm. you have nothing to, yeah, to speak for. So are you not, you're going to pass, but it's not going to be a great mark that you would have got. And space yeah. solely on just this, this, the shade of your color. I mean, mm. of your skin. Exactly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you as a black woman, because the most oppressed race, obviously, are people of color. And the education mm-hmm. often has to come from people of color. What do you feel about that? You know, there's a lot of um, dialogue going on about the fact that, you know, yes, you want to educate because you want racism to get better. But on the other hand as well, it's quite tiring and exhausting to always be educating. What are your feelings around that? Yes, you want this racism to go away. On the one hand as well, you don't want to always be the person who's educating. You don't want to be the person who is advocating for Black people the whole time at work. You know, that one in your circle of friends or in your circle of this or in your circle of that. Mm. Yeah. For me, and I hear it it has to get exhausting, but I'm thinking it starts with you. Mm. For me, it's treat me the way, like I said, treat me the way I I want. I'll treat you the way I also would like to be treated. If you don't, I'll tell you how to treat me because sometimes we must just face the honest truth sometimes people don't know hope we can't always assume that they will know you know Mm. and also i think (laughs) i i hear you with people with uh, constantly having uh, for people someone will ask how long will we be teaching other people how you know to treat us and stuff like that but you and i know very well 
there are mm. like people are different we have different worldviews we have different mm. um cognitive you know behavioral um thoughts any like we we are just different no one person is the same so now mm. it's all about you saying this is this is how hope wants to be treated and if someone doesn't treat me like this it don't, it's not a problem i'm not going to even be find it at fault it's not if it's if it's the same person i would have taught them how to treat me therefore the second time it's ignorance and as soon as they're ignorance then we can escalate them and try to say but I, i i i have been trying to tell you i don't like this but you continue you know mm-hmm. yeah 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 mm-hmm. because <laughs> if like with the thing with racism is that it's it it it, it tends to be directed to a person right mm. and now because you are insult you are not treating me right or you are insulting me and devaluing me discriminating me against my race it then starts affecting that person how they view themselves you know person people start developing inferiority um you know complex that maybe i'm not good enough you know mm. so now it's about young you as a person not only young people but you as a person teaching the person to say this is not right and if they mm. do not change then we have a problem so it it sounds more like you're saying on the individual level uh people mm-hmm. should be doing more education and um also i'm i'm picking up a bit of self awareness you know because for you to yes. be able to say to someone that um no this is not what i want this is what i want you need to know mm-hmm. yourself what it is that you want you know so mm-hmm. um yeah it sounds like um you you saying that that yeah yeah it's it's self awareness to know that i don't i don't like to be treated like this this is how i would like mm-hmm. to be treated but also mm-hmm. it's not it's not just education also because it's mm. sometimes with some people i can we all know some people won't receive the same thing the same way it's, yes it's at the end of the day enhancing like self development for yourself because you are then go, like teaching yourself that oh i don't like being spoken to like this then the yeah. next person treats you like this i don't like i don't like it when i enter a room um the language changes or i don't like being treated like this so it also enhances your own self esteem and self growth for your side also um, the, the question that that i said with um you know from that is what what do you think this generation uh, compared to previous generations has more self esteem more confidence to speak up like that to say this isn't right this this isn't how we should be treated you know where, where did we mm. get that from i think from bringing it home i fr- from bringing it home's perspective in terms of racism and stuff i saw how my aunts were treated my parents were treated and i mm. saw the the damage that it did to them as an individual the lack of confidence that they have developed you know yeah, yeah even the fact that you know, yeah the lack of confidence they developed as soon as another person of color came into the room and exa- if yeah. i were to bring it home um apartheid yeah. i saw what it did to them and how not only physically but emotionally also you know being mm-hmm. 
being being segregated and stopped an example a typical like an, an example that you wouldn't even want to think of with traveling my like my parent my grandmother is still has that notion that I, I, like unconsciously also that no i'm not supposed to go abroad you know yeah. 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 no I, like she still she still has that and she it's not like she says no i'm not but even in the conversation that we'll be speaking for an example i would say okay when when we are all well we should just go have a trip abroad and you can see like to her it's like but i don't deserve this so mm-hmm. in, terms of, in terms of being at home i i saw what what it did to those close to me and stuff and i and i was like i don't want to feel like that i don't want my kids to feel like that but also mm-hmm. what changed is that we became more educated we became more yeah. aware and like with education there's awareness there is information coming in you know we we started knowing our who we are and what we stand for also Mm. Mm. yeah what were the teachings though to me so this is what you witnessed right but what was the conversation mm-hmm. and slash teachings at home about racism i was i think let me just take it back i was telling no, i was thinking about it i was journaling and writing i was like it's quite yeah. interesting from high school from primary school until i think high school yeah high school you know until varsity i we, we're not talking about racism but we're going to talk about like i didn't know the difference between rich and poor mm-hmm. because my, my okay. parents ensured that my parents ensured that you treat a person exactly the same no one is different i i didn't even know that that notion existed for me i yeah. saw that the difference of rich and poor and I got to varsity, I was like, yeah, they are the haves and the have nots, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, it was an example of that. It was it was just an, a, something that was just not even in my world, in my, in my space to think of because I didn't know the difference. Now, the teachings when it came to race, like racism and race, mm-hmm. for me, I, at home, I was told you treat a person with respect. That's yeah, that's it. Like that's that's just it. You you just respect any each and every person, rich or poor, with or without, black or white, yellow or red. You treat them mm-hmm. with respect. And for me, that was yeah. the, that. Though in all honesty, those are just the teaching. And I think maybe that is what informs. I remember when Pope said, "Me having uh, friends and." everything from like a diverse group of friends and i, I think that yeah. is what informed it yeah that mm. but you are human i'm also you know what are we talking about and i think also i was not like like i said i was bullied a lot and they like in, you can when you're bullied you inferiority develops you feel like you're not good enough you start doubting yourself mm. and mm, as soon yeah. as i was like you know but it's not my fault it's these people saw something you know i just changed the direction of how i was looking at the situation i then started mm-hmm. developing confidence to just say to just even start strike up a conversation with anyone and not even feel like ah, should they judge me should they not want to converse go further with me it's fine it's them it's it's left with them it does not mm-hmm. reflect anything on me mm. you know that's it's so profound to me to me because 
Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you had those values from your own family that a person should be treated mm-hmm. with respect. Um, and y- yet you were able to take perspective to such an extent to see, but wait a minute, in these cases, we aren't being treated with respect or one person isn't treating um, another person mm-hmm. with respect. And you didn't internalize mm-hmm. it to that extent where you... Um, where you said, okay, we deserve being treated this way. Uh, no, you, it's almost like you started a new thought or a new um, pathway where you said, wait a minute, this, this isn't mm-hmm. right. I don't want it to continue this way. Yeah. yeah. And I also think, I was thinking about it. In all honesty, I think young people also need to be exposed to like to different, to new pathways also. Like for an example, mm-hmm. Um, traveling, getting out of yeah. their comfort zone, so that they get to, you know, being exposed to how other people are treated, not only an example, not only in their country. I think for me, I was mm. talking about xenophobia also, about how as soon as you, I got to travel, I was like, you, and then you become a foreigner, and then you realize, oh, that means, like, imagine if I would treat a person like this, mm. you know, Imagine if mm. I would be treated like this in another like country, that. how would that be, you know? So I think, mm. yeah, even exposure to not only different cultures, but also exposure to, yeah, different cultures, different race informs mm. a lot in terms of developing a, a worldview, your own worldview. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. You know, when, when you mentioned that um, earlier, you said it's, it's, not just one thing you said education is also you know also plays a, 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 a important role and you know this it just it's an, a, a good example for me that, you know this is a type of education to be exposed and to see different mm. places different cultures and how um you know people are treated in you know that just i think opens yeah. up a perspective so much i i have I have a question. I'm just thinking of, you know, in light of, you know, the the reason actually even shades of humanity exist. You know, Johan, when you were getting us on board with Sky and kind of telling us, you know, the racism issue or racism period kind of got to the forefront because people were at home, you know, at the time during in America where there was the George Floyd situation, you know, Mm -hmm. one, because it was, it was public, but also people had a lot of time to pay attention. You know, people started marching and even in South Africa, there were a couple of marches that had happened, you know, Mm. and a lot of um, black people were kind of calling out people to, to, to advocate, to ally, not just to advocate, Mm -hmm. but for other races to, to be allies. You know, I remember Rihanna Mm -hmm. made a speech saying that, you know, if you have, if you are not a racist, pull up, you know, show up, show your allyship, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm thinking of Mm -hmm. the diverse friendships that you have when I do me. And I'm kind of wondering also, this is a similar question I asked about your family, but I'm kind of wondering Mm -hmm. what are the race race slash racism relation um conversations that are taking place in your circle of friends you know do you guys because i'm assuming that you've had experiences guy you and i a couple of pod, a couple of episodes ago spoke about an, an experience where we were in a store the difference is just that we both of us were black uh, so sky was basically mistreated and it was really nothing else than the color of her skin where somebody else was given better preference um better treatment than sky so have mm-hmm. you ever navigated situations where 
you in the circle of your friends, maybe you are somewhere doing something with a couple of your friends who are different race and something transpires and you can mm-hmm. see very clearly that this is really because I'm a black person and this is how I was treated, not by your friends, maybe by the server or mm-hmm. whoever, depending on wherever you are and what conversations are mm-hmm. you guys having? Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great question. I think, first and foremost, like with the type of friends that I have, I've had over, you know, um, especially of different race, mm. I, they, and I don't know, but also they maybe held the same worldview. It was, they would also, sometimes, you know, you just get tired of maybe trying to speak example you'd get tired of educating people yeah. and they would also you know some most of the time also speak up for me you get it yeah yeah especially when i i wasn't treated well mm. and you know mm. they would like my friends would just always ensure that we all get treated the same it doesn't matter how they look or the color of their skin or what and in terms of for me i i've always been proud of who I am, my race and everything else. So I've always loved to educate. And the nice thing is that I've always been a, like, I, I attract people who are just interested in learning about my culture and about my race. So yeah, yeah. yeah we'd, the, the race question was always something that we'd always have and talk about. And like, not only that, but my culture. And I would also be interested mm-hmm. in their culture. And, you know, it would just be a mismatch and us trying to understand and swap each other's, you know, um, views and stuff like that. So it, it, it unaware even in our conversation I came it it came out and then you know it came out and then we just navigated it very well because we were just honestly just interested in each other nothing else yeah mm. yeah yeah it, it sounds like you've always seen people not as color but like as people like what you're saying that you've seen them like you would want them to see you yes hmm. I think that's very important in any interracial relationship, friendship, colleagueship, you know. Mm-hmm. You can't have an interracial situation where there are no honest conversation about race because you are bound to bump into something that's going to kind mm-hmm. of divide you guys if you are not openly having those conversations. Yeah. So, uh, yeah you're I, absolutely right. I also uh, I agree with that um, completely. Um, and it makes me think that it sounds quite straightforward to say to see someone as a human, as a person, you know, to not, not see the race. But then in the context mm-hmm. we find ourselves, it's almost, um, you know, it's not that easy. It's not as simple as it sounds. Yeah. Um, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. Nope. It's not, it's not as easy. And I, I can bet. Yeah. I, and sorry, I've also experienced it also, you know, listen, I've also been a victim of being treated different and I don't know maybe in a way I also treated someone differently unconsciously yeah. so because of sure. their race mm. so yeah so like what you're saying it's yeah it's it's not as easy mm. Mm. so you know, from from that experience then I think because um you you also spoke about going um to like a foreign country and now you mm. talk about how you were also discriminated against so I think um, most maybe most of your education is informed by your own personal experiences. Yeah. It, yes. So it sounds like um you know like some of the things you know like how, how you see your worldview is really more about you know like you became more empathetic if I can put it like that uh, once mm. you actually walked in those shoes. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. But I think for me, when, like, if you were to ask me how, like, with racism, what can we do? Mm. My, my number one wish was that people just need to develop confidence to stand up for themselves. Mm. Yeah, you know, and it's, 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 it's better to, to have, have stood up for yourself that even when something happens, you, it gives you that thing to say, but I told you that I, yeah. I didn't like this and then you continued. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah so just like if i don't know i don't know if we can end it but for me if you were to ask me how would we end it i'll just say assisting people to develop the confidence self-awareness that this is this is hope this is to me this is how i want to be treated treat me like that mm-hmm. yeah and if you yeah. don't i will tell you yeah and, and that's yep. profound to me because i think a generation or two before us it was some of the big names that did that, that had the confidence to stand up. Um, but mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, it it's there for every individual. It's possible, uh, and yeah. someone like you can help people to, to you know to make them aware, to push them, and show them this is what it looks like to actually uh, take a step of confidence and, and stand up and communicate uh, what what I you know what I really feel or prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, when when um when you think about it, um, what do you think are the benefits of um looking at people beyond their skin color? Yeah. What what would we benefit from that? Mm. You know, um, from um, for example, from um judging people or from discriminating mm. against mm. people. You know, we get to stick to our um what is it? Our safe our safe zone. You know, we get to stick to what we know. You know. All of that. So, what would be the benefit of trying the alternative? You get to enjoy like the like the the person. You get to learn more about the culture, the type of person, the, their strengths. To see that maybe this person is a, like a smart person that I can learn for. Because as soon as mm. you treat you you discriminate against their skin, it, it blocks you from seeing the real person, the value that this person ha- bring, has, you know, mm. this person's strengths, what this person can contribute to a team, you know, how this mm. person can be creative because you, you just want, constantly want to just shut them down. So uh-huh. you don't, like, I just want to say, you don't get to enjoy the person, you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I think that, that, no, sorry, I just wanted to add, you know, you described it so well to me. It's like you shatter the glasses that limit you to see that person to more than just a color. It's like you take it all <laughs> Come on, Johan. Shatter the glass, <laughs> though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what do you think, to me? how do you think people can, you know, in which ways can we practically put a mirror in front of ourselves? Because yeah. I think when we talk about the race, when we talk about racism, it's very easy to point them, you know. But to be honest, to a certain degree, we all have our prejudices, and to a certain degree, we've all been racist, you know, in some form of way, whether we were aware of it or we were not aware of it. How can we put a mirror in front of us? And what practical things would you suggest for people to, you know, just put a mirror in front of yourself and check your own prejudices and your own bias and your own racism? to a degree i feel like we all do have a level of it 
I think the best mirror is us, you. You're the best mirror to say, mm. how I'm treating hope. Is this how yeah. I want to be treated? That, for mm. me, that's it. How I'm treating you, is this how I want to be treated? If it's not, there you go. It's an indication something must change or you are doing something wrong. If it is, and you are honest to yourself and saying, no, I think it's right how I'm treating this person. This is how I want to be treated. It means, number one, you're not true to yourself. And number two, that means you don't think that you deserve any better or to be treated any other way, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, for me, that, that's, that's the mirror. You are the, you are the mirror when it comes to treating other people. Which once again goes back to the, to the confidence you spoke about. Because obviously, if you don't dare to treat yourself better, then why would you dare to treat other people better? Exactly. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you wouldn't know how to in any yeah. case, you understand? Yeah. yeah, because then, yeah, you know, yeah. So I think it, it really does link together. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like, that's exactly what you said. Is that if I do not treat the other person right, and for me, it, it is fine, then there's something wrong with your world and how you treat yourself also. Mm. Yes. And I, I like that. I, I, the um, opportunity for reflection that causes that in any um, relationship that I experience conflict, I experience, whoa, I don't, I don't like this relationship. That's, that's a key opportunity to start looking at, okay, how am I treating this person? Is that how I would yes. want to treat myself? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. because I think that's that's what I've learned also in relationships too. An example, like in my marriage, that's what I'm learning that I'm not going to talk to this person like this because I also don't like when someone speaks to me like this. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm not even going to bother doing it. You know, I don't like being shouted at. So why would I want to shout at another person? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And and except and accepting criticism and that is also another thing that people i think people need to learn mm. you can you are allowed you can be criticized and don't always link it to the fact that oh maybe it's the color of my skin no mm. 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 Yes. yes we we must also be in a position we must also allow ourselves to grow and be in a position where we accept criticism we accept when we are wrong when they say mm. no you are wrong yeah, I've accepted. Mm. Mm. And why not that like one of the most the difficult able. things? Mm. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I think, because, I think that's actually the most difficult because um, maybe once you feel discriminated, it's hard to actually pinpoint exactly what it is that you feel discriminated about. Because I, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, like exactly what you're saying, that, you know, we are people, we have mistakes, we have, you know, we have a lot yeah, of blind yeah. you know, so we can't always see all of them. But then, you know, being able to recognize that this is actually not about color, but more about maybe this that I'm doing wrong. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think that accepting of being open, you know, of criticism slash feedback, you know, I agree with the way in which to me, 
describe it, but I think it's also quite necessary when we're talking about generally the conversation of reconciliation, you know, between any two or three or more different races. Because if let's say, for instance, Johanna as a white individual and me as a black individual, if we wanna bridge or cross that that bridge, let's say in our friendship, you know, there's gonna be criticism that may come from him, you know, towards me. And there might be criticism coming from me towards him. So the whole idea of not always being offend, offended, you know, but being open yeah. to understand that, okay, the reason why sometimes black people behave this way towards white people is because sometimes you guys do da 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 da, which you know, which does da 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 da, and in the reverse as well. So the whole idea of being open to criticism and not taking everything in the sense of offense, because if we really want to bridge the racism um, gap, you know, and get to the other side of reconciliation, there's going to be a lot of feedback that's going to be coming from one side, coming to the other side, and we need to be open to to listening to that. But with that feedback, but with that feedback, there has to become respect must also always be at the forefront. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's always a huge difference when someone treats with respect and responds mm-hmm. to, or, or like, and and they criticize, not not yeah. criticize, but correct a mistake that you are making, or try and yeah. an example. Let's say you did wrong. The officer is black. You are a white person. You did wrong. You know, they they mm. treat, they arrest you, but at the end, they respect you as a human yeah. being. You mm. know, that at the end of the day, if, if you need blood, most of the time I donate blood, mm. our, all our blood color is the same. So if you need blood, most most probably you're going to get a black person's blood or a white person's blood mm. or a brown, an Indian person's blood or, you know, something, something in that manner. That at the end of the day, we are all the same and we need each other uh, uh, you know to continue to grow and yeah to continue to teach each other but also uh-huh. it does not mean that we must shy away from like i said the trauma that was caused by our our parents experiences and stuff because mm. um one thing that with schema therapy one thing that i we know is that our gla- the glasses that we see the world through was built mm. most is influenced by how our parents taught us and was is influenced by our, our parents so mm. they they come from a, a you know a point of view whereby they were scared and they were not treated well so it will mm. most probably at at some point inform certain decisions that you make or how you treat other people but at the end of the day it's all about your growth and yeah. how do you change your own glasses putting your parents glasses on the side and say okay I used to, I see how they treated me, but now how can mm. I create my own glasses to look at the world and to treat other people? Yeah. Despite the traumas we've all gone through, at the end of the day, we are responsible for what we do. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. This, um, you know, it, it's, it, I think this is a massively challenging thing to do, to, to take off glasses like that and say, despite the trauma, despite what you've done to me, I'm going to yeah. do it differently now. I think and to such an extent that it almost feels unfair to me, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one thing that came out quite clearly and it stays with me is in a previous conversation we had with a psychologist called Tanda uh, from Vescopies. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a bit older than us. And she said, you know, the words stay with me that, listen, you hurt me and you don't even see that you hurt me. 
Um, mm. So to me, yes, on the one side, we should be able to say, listen, I don't want this anymore. Let me take a different direction. But on the other side, I think there is space to expect from someone to, to say, yes, I can see that was wrong. You know, yes, I can, I can um, accept that. I, you know, I'm not just going to um, argue about it and say it was all your fault. I can see that is where I did something wrong. And, you know, from there, I think it can be easier if that can be voiced and, and actually listened to and heard. It can be easier to say, okay, let's take this different direction from here now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I agree, I agree. Yeah, that's true. Um, maybe um, race-related or racism-related that you maybe want to put out there so that, you know, um, to whomever's listening, you know, that um, it sticks to them if they forget anything that we're talking about. Uh, I don't, I think, um, I was, I was reading one book recently and someone says one thing that cuts through all religion, through all race, through everything, through all cultures and stuff is, and, uh, they were saying something in the Bible that an example from the Bible that cuts even through any other religion is love and loving another mm. person as yeah. much as, as you love yourself and it cuts through any religion any from you know and be it are you christian are you are you an ikanka are you muslim are you love is always at the forefront of anything and for me it's it's just that that loving yourself and loving yourself enough to know when you are not treated right but also treating others with the same love that you want to be given you know yeah. and yeah even now when, when when we take it to race for me it's I, I, like i would if i would i would just ask another a person like does it really matter like, mm. does it really matter at the end of the day mm. yeah for me it's just based on that like does it really matter Are we, like what value does it add like when you say does it really matter what what can fall under that it do you mean like does it really matter do you mean like a current um conflict does it really matter or what what would fall under that it yeah um like like does you treating me like this um really like does my race have to come into play does it really matter my race yeah yeah like you talking to me like this does it, my race, come, like, really matter? Is, is it, mm. like, you know? I'm, like, like, should I, I be said, treated this race, way because of my race? Blood, no, like, is it, like, is my race that big mm. of an issue? Like, why, like why, should, why should you be doing this? Mm. Mm. No, thank you yeah, for that, you know. Uh, you actually... actually uh, there's a question we ask sometimes, what's the opposite of, of racism? And I think you just answer that beautifully by your description yeah. of love that cuts through all mm. races and all religions. Yeah. Mm. No, yeah. I think that's, that's a little bit of knowledge that I have. <laughs> it's good knowledge. It's good to me. That was good. good. Yeah, it is good knowledge. I don't think it's good. Like, it's knowledge even. I think it's just my own personal experience. And it's just like yeah. having a conversation and just 
what I personally think. It's not mm. even based on any theory or anything. Which um, is exactly what we're looking for, though, because obviously different people have different views, you know, and different experiences and different perspectives. And that's exactly the essence of what we are trying to capture. Hmm. Right. Okay. Oh, is there anything else that you'd like to to add, or any other, you know, of your wisdom, your your knowledge? <laughs> so bad. No, it's just not bad. We must. Yeah, I I hope we self awareness, teaching each other, like teaching people what you like and what you don't like. And don't get tired. I, yes, that's what I wanted to say. We shouldn't get tired. Mm. It's, yeah, it. An example of gender-based violence. My, like I was. To, I, I remember having this conversation with my mom, and, and she was like, "But twenty years ago, gender-based violence was still there. However, mm. it was not known like this, and we didn't have system in place. But yeah. someone mm. didn't give up. Someone didn't mm-hmm. give up. Someone kept on and kept on. And like I said, we should like we should never get tired. You know, we should mm-hmm. never become exhausted of telling people like, yeah, eh, eh, I don't. This does not make sense. Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And we should be standing up against the for ourselves, for our siblings, our brothers, you know, our neighbors. We must never. It should never. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, it, it may be uh, become intolerant. Hello. Mm. Yeah, you know, I think, yeah, yes. but you, yeah. Mm. And even if we get tired, like, take a break and jump in back into the fight. Don't, like, give up completely, you know? Mm-hmm. Jump back in. Yeah, exactly. Okay, no, well, I think uh, then, yeah, we, we spoke about plenty. Thank you very much for, for joining and to be, you know, with your work schedule and all your responsibilities and, you know, yeah. time at home is precious. And uh, thank you very much for, for making the time for this. Thank, thank you, Jimmy. I really, thank you for having me. And I really appreciate that you like, sort of get stuff. And I miss you guys. Like, I really miss you. <laughs> we must see you too, girl. We must see you too. Yeah, you must be, I, I, I don't know, but I've developed this thing that I tell people like, yeah. especially during Corona, like, you must just be gentle to yourself. Teach, teach yourself gently, man. Yeah, be gentle yeah. to yourself. Mm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Time to make food. Okay. Bye. On our next episode, we are talking to Dr. Tasha Westeisen from Northwest University School for Psychosocial Health. But that was where he actually started to let the people sit with him in front of the body. And that changed that whole community eventually. So so just like that minor, minor thing as like just letting someone right at the front um, came about with a lot of change. Yes, I think the basic thing that, that I took from that was, you know, it is showing respect, first of all, and secondly, mm. to cut this thing off, some of us are on a higher level and some of us on a level down there.